0: Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about safeguarding. And if you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, you can follow along at zerotofinals.com safeguarding or in the development section of the Zero to Finals paediatrics book. So let's get straight into it. Safeguarding involves all aspects of ensuring the welfare of a child. Child protection involves the process of protecting a child that is at risk of or is suffering from harm. The legal framework for child safeguarding is the Children Act 1989. A child in need refers to a child that's likely to need supportive services to maintain their health and development or is disabled. Safeguarding is an essential part of the role of anyone who works with children. By nature, children are more vulnerable to abuse and do not have the means to protect themselves or look out for themselves. It's our responsibility as healthcare professionals to take a child-centered approach and always look out for the best interests of the child. This is a summary and overview to help your basic understanding for exams and is not a substitute for safeguarding training that you may require for clinical practice. When you have any safeguarding concerns, always discuss these with an experienced senior colleague who can advise you on the appropriate course of action. Types of abuse. A common exam question involves identifying the types of abuse. These are physical, emotional, sexual, neglect, and in adults there can also be financial and identity abuse. There are a few risk factors for abuse that you need to be aware of. Domestic violence in the home is a risk factor for abuse for everybody in the home. Having a parent that was previously abused themselves. Mental health problems. Emotional volatility in the household. Social, psychological or economic stress. Disability in the child will put them at higher risk of abuse. Learning disability in the parents. Alcohol misuse, substance misuse, and non-engagement with services. Possible signs of abuse. It's worth keeping safeguarding in mind when you're seeing any child. There are certain signs that should make you consider whether there could be a safeguarding issue present. This is not an exhaustive list, and if in doubt, always talk to a senior or someone more experienced in safeguarding. These signs include... A change in behavior or extreme emotional states. Dissociative disorders, where the person feels separated from their thoughts or identity. Bullying, self-harm or suicidal behaviors. Unusually sexualized behaviors in a child. Unusual behavior during examination. Poor hygiene. Poor physical or emotional development. And missing appointments or not complying with treatments. So how do we manage safeguarding issues? All NHS organisations should have a safeguarding team or a safeguarding lead that should be available to assist with safeguarding concerns. Once a safeguarding concern is identified, the person that identifies it is responsible for escalating it to someone who can take action on it. It's generally not the role of the doctor or the nurse to investigate or manage the concern, but it is their responsibility to refer or pass this on to someone trained and in a position to investigate further and take action. Generally, safeguarding cases are referred to children's services, which is social services, who can investigate further and decide what action needs to be taken. Most safeguarding cases don't involve children being removed from their parents. Usually, social services are able to put in extra support and services and follow the family up over time. When a child is in immediate danger, the police may need to be involved. When a child is acutely unwell or they need a place of safety, they should be admitted to hospital. Maintaining a professional, open, honest and trusting relationship with parents or carers is important, even when they're responsible for the abuse. This will make all aspects of any investigation and management easier and lead to better outcomes overall. There are a number of measures that can be arranged by appropriate professionals to help support families of children with safeguarding concerns and these are home visit programs to support parents, parenting programs to help parents develop parenting skills and manage their child's behavior, attachment-based interventions to help parents bond and nurture their child, child child-parent psychotherapy, parent-child interaction therapy, Multi-System Therapy for Child Abuse and Neglect which is abbreviated to MST-CAN and Cognitive Behavioural Therapy for Children that have suffered trauma or sexual abuse. So thanks for listening to this episode on safeguarding. A big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing this podcast. If you found the podcast helpful and you want written notes on this topic and all the other topics, head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of the Zero to Finals Pediatrics book. You can find full audiobook versions of the Zero to Finals books on Audible so that you can download all of the topics at once and you can listen from cover to cover or to individual chapters. You can find notes, videos, illustrations and questions completely free on the Zero to Finals website at zerotofinals.com and I hope you tune in for the next episode where we'll talk about consent to treatment.